Roll it on. It's the Cap and Jay Hood Show. I know we're normally off at 10, but we've got a bunch of Bears breaking news. And then Carmen Yurk are driving over the speed limit to get here as fast as possible. I don't know that for a fact, but I'm assuming they do. They're both locked in to want to talk about this. So as soon as they get here, we'll uh, talk with them. And then they will uh, take it into Waddle and Sylvia. If the Bears have not yet announced the press conference. But if they do, the only radio station in town, you'll get it right here on the home of the Bears, ESPN 1000. Yep. Think about it, Cap. We started the show at 7 a.m. as an hour in for Greeny. Yep. As we wait for Carmen and Yurko. We started the show talking about coaching candidates for the Chicago Bears. And it started with Jim Harbaugh, who just won the national championship with Michigan. Then from there, we talked about Mike Vrabel, who was fired by Tennessee yesterday. Dan Quinn is already looking for jobs. And I, I threw in names like Brian Flores, Bill Belichick, um, Kellen Moore, Brian Callahan. There was names there. And I just kind of thought that the Bears would look at the situation like the Cubs have in the past and the White Sox have in the past and um, and the Bulls have and also the Blackhawks by saying, we like Dennis Savard, but we feel like we can upgrade with Joel Quinville and, and move to three Stanley Cup championships. And they did. We like Rick Renteria, but you know what? Ozzy's one of us. He is a Chicago White Sox through and through. Sox won the World Series. We like Rick Renteria, or we like some, you know, some of the managers in the past, the Quades and the Swames as far as people. But we know we can be able to upgrade because Joe Madden is going to be available. Let's get Joe Madden. And I just think that for any organization, just as Waddle put it so succinctly, and he made a lot of sense, Cap, if you're going to upgrade your roster every year, trying to get better with your roster through free agency in the draft, why wouldn't you do that with your coaching staff or your head coach? Bears did not do that today. Completely agree with you one thousand percent i just do it's just right on the money uh let's go back to the phones randy's on the north side hey randall hey guys how are you we're good man how are you all right i'm gonna i i've lived in the city for 25 years i'm not a bears fan so i'm going to try to give you an objective perspective here i think keeping fields while you have the number one pick is like chasing a bet uh it's throwing good money after bad at this point in time He's a fine player. He's not a great player. You can win with him. You're not going to win because of him. You can't commit franchise money to that guy. The salary cap league, he's going to cost you 40, 45, 50 million bucks. You can't do it. I mean, the Bulls are in that position with Zach Levine. He was here. You had to pay him. You can't do it in a salary cap league. Daniel Jones, I mean, example after example. Uh, I'll hang up and listen. One other point I'd say on Iberflus. I know they had to make changes on the offensive coordinator. I don't think they could stay silent on Eberflus today. I think they had to say something. Um, I don't know that that necessarily precludes them from still poking the poking uh, Vrabel and uh, Harbaugh. And a week from now, if something changes, you, you, you can make that change. I'm going to hang up. Thanks, guys. We appreciate all your perspective. He's right. It's like hoodie on a Saturday night. When Hawaii's playing Utah out in Honolulu, <laughs> oh, God, I'm 400 in the hole. All right, put 400 on Hawaii, lay the points with Timmy Chang at quarterback, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much, because you just want to be whole at the end of the night. <laughs> That's all. That is you wanna, correct. You want to wake up so you have something in the in the bank there so that way you can bet the NFL the next day. Like I, I understand his point. His point is saying that, that Justin Fields – 
um, based on the, the games that we've seen, he feels like it's not it's not going to be good enough, and he'll never turn for Justin Fields and this offense. And as I've said many times, it's not all on Fields. It's on it was on Getzey, it was on the staff, it was on the offensive line, it's on Ryan Poles. When you underachieve in one uh, section of your team, offense, defense, special teams, whatever, when you underachieve, yeah, you got to fix that. You you got to fix that. Now it's funny we can make the parallel cap of. Uh, the New York Giants and the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, for Arizona, who's been you know a topsy turvy, underachieving franchise for a long time, they went with Kyler Murray. Now, again, I'm not a Murray guy, but they said we got to, we have no other choice. His contract's up. We've got to spend the money on Kyler Murray. I don't think that'll ever turn for Kyler. And the same thing with Daniel Jones with the Giants. Like they paid through the nose for Daniel Jones. Is that ever going to get them to a Super Bowl championship? It won't, but it could if you have the right infrastructure. Who are you as a team? That's why I was asking you last week. You have to identify who you are as the Chicago Bears. What do you want to be besides, well, we're, we're a fiscally sound team and we have good guys in the locker room? You have to stand for something. You have to be easily identifiable on the field to say this is who we are. We're a running team or we're a defensive team or we're, uh, we're, you know, we're a good team as far as free agency in the draft. You have to identify it, and still, because Poles is young at the job, it's still hard to identify what they are. Hopefully, we'll know soon. What are you going to be, a winner or a loser? Well said. That is correct. It, it just it mystifies me that if you're changing quarterbacks and you're changing offensive staff, like, do you really think you've got the next Bill Belichick up there in Eberflus? Really? No. So <laughs> No. I mean, he can't make that much money that they're going, well, we can't spend that. We can't buy his contract out. You can't tell me that. Well, and now, honestly, I worry that you do have to extend him because at some point you just have to wed the quarterback to the coach. Like, you either now can't take a quarterback in this draft in the first round or you have to extend Eberflus. Because you can't, you can't do it where you have a one-year runway for a rookie quarterback again. I don't disagree with you. I don't. I'm not saying it's the right thing. Like, I think the whole thing is bad process. If you're going to keep fields, then in a year you might be right back where you are right now with a question mark at quarterback and a head coach that you're going to have to fire. And if you choose to move on, you may end up with a one-year runway for the rookie quarterback and then a new head coach after a year of stunted growth again. Yeah, if it, if the quarterback's not Drake May, if it's That's not Caleb Williams, think about this, Cap. If it's not those quarterbacks, if it's not Caleb Williams or Drake May, and you say, okay, we're going to run it back with Justin. Okay, well, if you still don't make the playoffs, it'll be Iberflus and Justin out, and then you're just left holding the bag. Like, Correct. You will, will the quarterback class next year be like this one? Probably not. Will the, will the head coaching positions be uh, this juicy next year like it is this one? Probably not. Correct, but the the problem is you're not going to have the number one pick next year. That's if, correct. If you run him back. That's right. This is your shot right here. You passed on Stroud, and I'm not saying I would, um, I would not make the trade that they made last year because it's put you in this position. I'm okay with that. But understand, you left C.J. Stroud on the board, and he's a stud. Stud. Okay. I gave out those stats yesterday. Only three quarterbacks in the history of the NFL have led the – NFL in yards per game passing and touchdown to interception ratio. The first one's Tom Brady. The second one's Joe Montana. The third one's C.J. Stroud. That's it. That's the list. 
hey, these, these, this is the reason why these uh, executives make the big bucks because they have to make very, very difficult decisions. Now, there's bad teams that make decisions all the time, but it's different with the Bears cap because they got the number one pick and they've got a quarterback that was never theirs in Ryan Poles. And they've got, you know, they fired their offensive coordinator and offensive staff. These are the difficult decisions. And that's why this offseason is paramount to determine what you want to be for the future for the Chicago Bears because it ain't year to year. Man, this is the era now. What are you going to do with it? Yeah, I'm. I'm actually. If if they're moving on from Fields, which yeah. I think they are, I'm stunned. This is the way they're going. You're bringing this head coach back, really? Yeah. Yep. I mean, they have Good. to. You just have to move on from Fields, right? You just fired the offensive coordinator and the quarterback coach, right? He. You're going to give this guy another system in his fourth season. You could even call it his third because the first season was such a disaster. Mm-hmm. It just and if you draft somebody in the first round to compete with him, he's going to ask out. Like you just you can't keep him. But even if you trade him and he goes to another team, he's going to have to learn another system anyway. Yeah, but yep. let them let that that let that be their problem. Yeah, it's not our problem, but at the end of the day, it's like you know that's just the situation that we have to sit and watch and see what's going to happen. Shay, I think I think I know where you're going with this when you say the possibility of a of a Ibrahimovic extension, because say the Bears underachieve. And you fire Eberflus. Okay, so now that's two offensive coordinators in two years. This one that's coming, and then possibility of another one with Eberflus leaving too. And look, I, I, I don't think Flus is great. He showed some progress. The defense did get better. The disaster yep. at the end of the year in Green Bay will leave a sour taste in all of our mouths. But I just, Hoodie, I think you got to wed the coach to the quarterback at some point, and that unfortunately means I think you have to extend Eberflus. If you're drafting a quarterback in the first round, whether it's at one or at nine or at two or at three, whatever you want to do, I, you can't do it and have a one-year runway where if they disappoint in year one, you're going to fire this guy. It's crazy to me. It is. I got it friends is. of mine. I won't name them. This is your guy, Poles. Really? My yeah. guy. I'm not the one that wants this decision. No shot. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Well, look, I don't. listen. Well, well, you know what? Again, that's what the slings and arrows, man. As much as you like Ryan Poles and believe that he's going to uh, turn this thing around, there's going to be decisions, and there's already been decisions with him as a general manager that I have not liked. But I know, but again, this is the growing pains of someone new in the position. He's going to make mistakes. People think that this is like a 10- or 15-year veteran or just because he was at Kansas City that he, by osmosis, he knows what to do. Hey, man, there's going to be good and bad. It already has been good and questionable with, uh, with Ryan Poles. This is the, 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 the decision that they've made. Iberflus is returning as head coach. Okay. And as, as, as Shea mentioned, and make sure that we keep the tape, there's that possibility that if the Bears are like they were this year or a step above, that Iberflus could be coming back as head coach and extended. Just, to, just for continuity's sake, to have the quarterback in place. If is if there's a new quarterback, does that make sense? Like, if they extend him, they get everything they deserve. And if it works, God bless. We'll be the first to say, "Hey, great job." 
like I'm I don't want to on it in Vegas. I don't want to say there's not a world where you extend Eberflus and you hire some genius offensive play caller, and you end up with a pretty good defense, a good roster, a good rookie quarterback in Caleb Williams or Drake May, whoever that decision is, and it all works, and we're celebrating in a year that finally they got it right. Mm-hmm. But it does. It feels like the process to get there. The, the odds are against you. Yeah. Uh, wow. Uh, anyway, if you're just tuning in, you're going, what, what are they all talking about? Breaking news. We're going to be local all day on the station. Luke Getze, Andrew Janoco, Tyke Tolbert. So Getze, OC, Andrew Janoco, quarterback coach, Tyke Tolbert, wide receiver coach, all fired. Matt Eberflus will return in 2024. Your reaction, 312-332-3776. Carmen Yurk are on their way here. Waddle and Sylvia at 2-6. to six. Black and Abdallah, 6 until 8 tonight. 312-332-3776. Let's go to Nick in Itasca. Nick's up next. Hey, Nick. Hey, Nick, are you there, buddy? Uh, uh, Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hang on a minute. Phones. Nick. Yeah. What, what were you doing? What? I'm <laughs> over on the other side of the studio. <laughs> can I pull Nick? Can I? I got He said, Wait. "Nick, are you there?" You didn't even punch a call. I punched the wrong call. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then he punches on, a Jeff. different line. Yeah. You want me Hold to punch? On, I set my glasses down. I don't have my readers on. Now I do. I do. He's like, Nick, are you there? I looked out. No. Everybody's still on hold. Yeah. <laughs> the best is, is that he blames the phone. I'm not used to these phones. You've been on the same phone for 30 years. And no question. <laughs> well, right, hold Nick. on, buddy. I think that's a fine, right? That's a fine. It is a fine. One dollar. Yeah. All right. What do you got? <laughs> so I've lost all faith in Ryan Bowles with this. Like, all of it's gone. I'm going to say uh, one thing. Let me just gone. interrupt you. I'm going to reserve saying something like that until I see what they say, why they did this, the whole thing. I, I mean, that's fine. But, I mean, this coach you're bringing back, if they are bringing him back, because it's now technically all rumors because we don't really know. But if they're Chef, bringing Chef him back. Schefter's not wrong. All right, well, then they're bringing him back, and so this guy you're bringing back, oh, he's a leader, he knows good character, blah, blah, blah. Really? Your D.C. was fired or resigned in two in week two. You couldn't fire this guy in midseason because who was there to coach? No one. Now your O.C. is fired. So, bam, right there. Two coaches, two, your two most important coaches are gone. Mm-hmm. What has he done? He made his terrible mess better. Oh my God! I'm so so happy that you turned a one in five team into a seven win team. Great. Who presided over the one in five team? Him. Yes. Nothing he has done has given confidence to this team. And Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren, as much as we thought they were doing better things, and it was a change. They are company men. They are doing the same thing every single executive in Chicago Bears history is done. They are just going with what George thinks is comfortable. And it's until George sells the team and Virginia goes away, it's all going to be the same. And at this point, why are we even fans of this stupid team? Like, it's, it's gotten to that point. Okay. Uh, well said, Nick. Appreciate the right. passion, man. Yes, yes. Love it. Thank you. Love Thank you, Nick. your passion. Thank you, Nick, right here on the home of the Bears. All right, let's you go to our guy, 1, Joey G. He's next. Joey, good morning. How are you? 
Good morning. How are you guys? We're good. Hey, Joey. First of all, hey, what, where are you, Hoodie? I'm right here talking to you. What's on your mind on the Bears? Yeah, yeah, you're right here. Okay. Listen, first of all, I want to give Shay his props. Shot or no shot was fantastic. And uh, also around the NFL. Um, I'm saddened uh, with the news about April Fools coming back. I, I don't understand it. Uh, my thoughts yesterday, Hoodie and Cap, you get Harbaugh, boom. Mm-hmm. You're accelerating to the Super Bowl, okay? Then I talked to Shay when I called this morning. You had Hallis, Ditka, good at Harbaugh. What, did, what would Harbaugh do for this city, for this state? Yeah. Restaurants would have improved in business. The stadium would be paid for by just the selling his old jersey when he was a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I want to go back to the offensive line. We need 1,500 pounds of beef. We need five linemen that average 1,500 pounds for whoever's a quarterback. Okay. And I do not see Justin coming back. I. I agree with Shay. You can't sit on the sideline, and here's your competition next to you slinging the ball. So the other question I have for both of you is, when they said Getsy was fired, what was the first name that popped into your guys' head as offensive coordinator? When they said Getsy was fired, my in my head for offensive coordinator? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know who you're going to get to take a job with a lame duck, potentially, coach. And if you don't know, Cap, I, I, I don't have any clue. I have none. Yeah. Tony, what about you? Do you have a name come into your head? No, not because not, I'm thinking it's going to be like a, a either a young person or a Greg Roman that would just do it for a year or two. But I was thinking it might be someone young that I'm missing, someone from college or someone in the NFL that's looking for another opportunity. But again, that opportunity could be fleeting because if the Bears falter and Eberflus could be fired, then why would you take the job just for a year? Yeah, That's the whole thing. Thanks, Joey. Appreciate your call. Like Those those are the things I'm thinking about, Cap. Like As far as next offensive coordinator, like – Unless there's an extension that could happen with Eberflus even before the season, which I doubt, I mean, that person would be coming in kind of like the enemy did with Washington, says, I got to get out of Kansas City to prove what I can do. And, and I, I'm sure that the enemy and his agent probably, probably knew as well, hey, man, if you take this job, you know, Rivera could be fired. That's okay. I just need to do this. Well, now you see what happens. Completely agree. Uh, 312 Seven six. Let's go to Dave in Highland Park. Hey, Dave. Hey, good morning. How you guys? We're good, man. What's on your mind? Oh man, look. What? Why, why we gotta always keep switching the narratives? I mean, like you could like Justin or you could dislike Justin. You could say one guy's good, one guy's better. But to pull narratives and say, well, he he's been here three years and he's did all this and all that. Just like uh, he, I was talking with Shane like before. You guys want to make the Houston Texans like they were just the scrap heap. They fired Lovey Smith and uh, 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 Cunny, the other coach, before them because they wouldn't tank. So yeah, they David had Cully. a team in yeah. place. 
No, wait a minute now. Whoa, 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 whoa. They were 313 and 1 last year, 413 and 0 the year before, 412 and 0 the year before that. Come on, what are we doing here? And before that, they had lost in the playoffs to the Kansas City Chiefs after being up 21 to nothing, if it was something like that. And then they had the issue with Watson. And so when the Watson fiasco exploded, they knew they needed another quarterback. And so they got back in line like the rest of the teams in the quarterback line to wait for another star quarterback to come. Come on, man. Don't play crazy. Just like you want to act like um, Laramie Tunsil is some trash. and He's an all-pro. No, no and one said that. They won 11 games in three years. Stop the nonsense. Please, Scott. Come on. You're smarter than this. It's- in three years, they won. But what did they win? Like I said, before those three years, they were a playoff team, correct? They were a playoff team for two years, and then they went 4-12 the year before that. Come on. What are we doing here? That was a that's garbage how you franchise. Build, that's, how you, that, that's how you build a team. That's the same. The reason the Bears have the problems that they have is because they don't have infrastructure and they don't have good talent evaluators. And the Texans the, the green, had bad infrastructure, too, and we appreciate your call and your passion. The Texans had horrible infrastructure. They had to clean out the front office at the top because that Jack Easterby, that was the guy's name, was undermining everybody. The chaplain. And the owner was out of his mind. <laughs> yes. Remember, yeah. uh, Deshaun Watson, I'll never play for that man again. What's the name of the owner? Bob McNair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on. So I'm, I was confused on what, on what he said. Like, what narrative is uh, are we painting that's not right? I don't know. It, what's the, well, I, don't, I don't understand what the narrative is. I don't know. Okay, I don't much. Yeah, I'm not sure what that was. Um, I just know that Houston was a mess for a while, and they was able to turn things around. It's been a miracle, but what, what they've been able to do because I didn't expect Houston to be this good this soon. They've had a pop up uh, playoff appearance, which is great for them. It's great for them, but before that, it was some nonsense. Eleven but, you know, wins the, in three years. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's. It's because they have the right coach at the right time at this point in time. And, and the, the right QB. Great. Yeah, and, yeah correct, at correct. this time. Sure. Uh, let's go to Mike out in Cary. Hey, Mike, what's up, Cookie? Hey, Cap. Hey, Hoodie. I just wanted to chime in a little bit and talk about uh, the ambiguity of the Justin Fields decision and how we're not really, you know, we all want to know what they want to do with them because we're all passionate fans. But isn't it behooved the organization to hold those cards close to the vest, even with all these coaches' situations, so that they can get better deals or better offers for that number one pick, regardless of the direction of their going with fields? Yeah, I think that's fair. I, we're just, you know, again, as fans, as you just mentioned, we're just wondering out loud what they're going to do with the quarterback position. I'm sure even with the firing of the offensive staff, they're still thinking about what they want to do at quarterback. We're just wondering. like, Because, again, do you pass up on the draft class twice? The quarterback draft class. I mean, and that, and that's the big question on the table. Do you bring back Justin Fields, or do you get that number one pick in Caleb Williams? And then, what does that do for the franchise offensively if a rookie quarterback is there with an improved line? What does that mean? So, yeah. all those stuff, yeah. all those questions are on the table. Appreciate the call, man. Have a great rest of your day. Tommy texted me. Uh, he's still listening, and he said. Uh, where it is. Here, Tommy, I have to believe this means they're picking a new quarterback. How can you ask Justin to learn another system? Correct. That's yes, that's also on the table. So basically, they're going to have... I'm trying to be a positive person here. They're going to have co- um, offensive staff leaving Eberflus to the side. 
offensive mm-hmm. staff, GM, team president, owner, and new quarterback all on the same timeline is what they're going to tell you at the press conference. And we believe in Matt Eberflus, so we're keeping him. That's how you got to look at this if you want to be positive. Ryan Poles believes that the Bears will be in the playoffs next year or, if nothing else, be better than seven wins. I think they have a chance to be in the playoffs. I really do. Now, if you don't know who the quarterback is and don't know what the system is, here's what I can tell you before we even get to the draft and free agency. The defense is stout. And, and I, I know it's got a bad taste in our mouths because of what happened against the Packers that last game. But the defense is, the again, the distinguishing characteristic of Chicago Bears football, their defense cap. Correct. Now, what about the rest of it? Like, like you, like just to, just as polls understood that there need to be a change with the offensive uh, coaches, he has to know that it has to be a change in the offensive line. You got to have more than just what you have now. You got to get several offensive linemen that can make a difference for whoever's back there, and then from there, being able to have someone to bookend with DJ Moore. Darnell Mooney will not be here next year, so you got to be able to find out. And Taylor Scott, uh, I mean. I'm not sure what that is, except underachieving so far. Yeah, it, look, they have a lot of draft capital. They have salary cap space. They're trending in the right direction. But I would be very surprised if they're not bringing in a new quarterback. Can you imagine? It's the best head coaching market in maybe two decades. Yep. And it's the best quarterback class in maybe that long as well. Like, the two things combined... You maybe haven't seen a head coaching market and a quarterback class that are both this good in like 30 years. You can't pass on both. You cannot. You that's absolutely how we the show this morning. cannot. That's, that's, that's how we show I, I gave a list shade this morning on both sides, the quarterbacks and the coaches. And so I've X'd out the coaches because he was coming back. And I said, how difficult is it to pass up on the quarterback class and the crop of head coaching candidates? Well, they punted on one side. What about the other? It, it, I'm literally stunned that they're keeping Eberflus and then keep adjusting but bringing in a new staff. That would stun me. That one scenario would stun me. Well, let's go to the phones again. Uh, Muhammad is in Palos Hills. Mm-hmm. Hey, Muhammad, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you guys doing? We're good, man. What's on your mind? Uh, first of all, thank you all, for, thank you all for taking my call. So what you guys just said right there um, – Cap, I think you said it. You said that you would be you would be stunned if they kept Flus and kept Fields. Well, here's the thing: is that the whole the whole question or the whole idea going into this off season was not to flip flop. In my opinion, you can't crisscross. You can't keep Flus and get rid of Fields, or vice versa. I think it's either you had to keep both or get rid of both. That's why I'm saying right now is that. You have to keep Justin in 2024 now. No. And listen. No. Yes. Listen, listen. Listen here. 2017, you had Mitch Trubisky and you had John Fox. Fox is then fired. You get Nagy. Now Nagy's working with Mitch. He didn't like Mitch. You get rid of Mitch. You insert Justin. And now you fire Nagy, and now you have Eberflus and Justin. If you keep Eberflus and, buy an- and get another quarterback, and then Flus is fired in 2024, you are repeating the same cycle you've done for the past decade. It doesn't make sense. You got to take the best quarterback for your situation. Period. And you're picking but you one. To, but if Ryan Poles is doing what's best for the franchise, you have to keep everybody in the same timeline. That's why I was so I was so excited for the first time in a very very long time that you have one of the largest coaching pools as well as one of the greatest draft classes 
in the in recent history, the greatest quarterback draft class, I should emphasize, that it's time to just clear the entire, just get everybody in the same timeline. Well, you they're, cannot. They're not, re- and we we got to roll, Muhammad. Thanks for the call. They are not changing head coaches, but you have to get the best quarterback for the Bears yeah. going forward, right? Don't you think, Cody? Yes, I think Muhammad is afraid. I do. I do. Yeah, I think he's... I think Muhammad is afraid of... Yeah, I think he's totally afraid of of having a rookie quarterback in there and thinking that the team will regress with a a rookie quarterback versus what you already have in Justin Fields. Agreed. Uh, 312-332-3776. Will's on the south side of the city. We call that Jonathan Hood country. Will, good morning. How are you? All right. I want to agree with the last caller. I think if they, they're going to keep uh, Iberflus, uh Justin is definitely coming back. Okay. You can, you're certainly entitled to your opinion. I disagree with you. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't, I don't see them changing the quarterback. And then what makes it – they can still get um, – they, they can still – if they trade down with a team that may suck next year, they can still get a good pick next year if everything go to hell. Never know, but I mean this quarterback class is so is is rich though of quarterbacks that can make a difference. I mean, again, Caleb Williams and Drake May are at the top of the list. Again, if you feel that Justin Fields is that guy, that's good. But I just want to see progress more than what we saw last year. Like I expect the playoffs if that's going to be the case. New offensive coordinator. Does that mean the Bears make the playoffs? I don't know the answer to that. With Justin Fields. All right, again, the breaking news. Matt Eberflus is returning as head coach, according to Adam Schefter. Luke Getze, offensive coordinator. Andrew Janoko, quarterback uh, coach. And Tyke Tolbert, the wide receiver coach, have all been fired. Your reactions, 312-332-3776. Carmen Yerker in route. We will t- chat with them, then we'll hand it off to them. They'll chat with Waddle and Sylvie uh, right around 2. And if there is... A press conference, it will be held right here on ESPN 1000. Be right back. Welcome back. Welcome, Welcome back. back to Cap and Jay Hood on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Nick Foles sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I want winners. He starts the comment and he pulls out. This is a really... Thickly built guy. I mean, what's the answer you're looking for on these things here? Huh? All right, we go second time. For bonus edition. Bonus edition of Around the NFL. Again, breaking news today Matt Eberflus is returning in 2024, but he has whacked his offensive staff, including Luke Getze, Andrew Janoko, the quarterback coach, and Tyke. Tolbert, those are the three names we know of so far that are out as they overhaul the offensive coaching staff in Chicago. He still needs a defensive coordinator, so we'll see exactly what they end up doing. And as soon as we know about a press conference, we will make sure you hear it on the only place you can hear it, right here on the home of the Bears, ESPN 1000. Here's Shay to be in Orleans. All right, Adam Johns at The Athletic, wasting absolutely no time. 14 offensive coordinator candidates for the Bears to consider. I'm going to offer you the names. I want a very quick blind reaction, yes or no, on these names. The free agent options. 
Greg Roman, former Ravens, Bills, and 49ers offensive coordinator, built the Lamar Jackson offense, built the Colin Kaepernick offense, made Tyrod Taylor a pro bowler in Buffalo. Yes or no, Greg Roman? No, thank you. Uh, That would be a yes. And if Jim Harbaugh was the coach for the Bears, I think that Roman would be here as well as his OC. Yeah, good buddies. Uh, We we do know that Harbaugh's brother fired him. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, He resigned, but yes. No, he was forced out. No one has brought him back in the league. No, I'll pass. Uh, Frank Reich, yes. former Panthers and Colts head coach, just recently fired from Carolina. You changing quarterbacks, Woody? Because if you get a passing-type quarterback, yeah, I like Frank Reich very much. He's not in on the Lamar Jackson-style quarterback. I think he's dispirited from his time with Carolina. I think that retirement is uh, his bag. I'll say no. Eric Bieniemy, potential free agent, commander's offensive coordinator. Boy, I keep hearing how much guys think he's too intense, but he's had success. Yeah, I would absolutely talk to him. Yes, I would. I agree with that. Thomas Brown, 37 years old, Panthers offensive coordinator. The Panthers had a rookie quarterback and a dismal offense. Are you bringing in Thomas Brown? From the where? Carolina. The kid had, had a pretty solid finish to his season. The quarterback, he was trending up. Not telling you he was great. Uh, Thomas Brown, I don't know enough about him. I can't give you a, a fair opinion. To be fair, I mean, Bryce Young had a rough uh, rookie year. That usually happens a lot in the NFL. Someone comes in, it's like, wow, you know, the quarterback can um, just not be enamored with the offense or trying to get used to the speed of the defense going against him. So I won't say no to Thomas Brown, but it's just uh, it's a maybe for me. The NFLPA had a poll where they named Thomas Brown one of the top five offensive coordinators. Real high marks. Well, then talk to him. Another Panther option, Jim Caldwell, Panthers special advisor, 68 years old, obviously has experience coaching NFL offenses, but it's been a while. I would talk to him. I would absolutely talk to him. It's yes, but can Brother Caldwell get a job again as a head coach, or is that done now? hes I don't think he's ever going to be a head coach again. Damn. Yeah, he's done as a head coach, for sure. The brother. But, but why? He's 68. He didn't have great success. He was okay. No, he's not getting a head coaching job again. That's a shame. Then The answer is yes for me. The guy's still around, still wants to coach offense. I say yes. Another interesting name, another potential free agent. It all depends on what the Chargers decide to do. The 35-year-old Kellen Moore. Uh, I would talk to him. He's always been highly regarded. There should be very few that you don't talk to. I mean, I'd even talk to Greg Roman. I just don't. There's a reason he's out of the league, and the Harbaugh, that uh, John, fired him. So, yeah, I would talk to him. What's up with Kellen Moore, Shay? What's up with him? I would be concerned that Mike McCarthy shot him out of a cannon and said, give me the play sheet back. I want to run the offense. And Dallas's offense went boom. And then Kellen Moore goes to the Chargers, and the Chargers offense goes into the tank. I would be a little bit concerned. Now, granted, Justin Herbert wasn't healthy. They had to go with Easton Stick. It's not entirely Kellen Moore's fault, but it would concern me a bit to make that hire. Okay. Yes, I talked to him. I'm just I, I'm that's that sketchy up and down resume gives me a little bit of pause. 
uh, potential guys who are not current offensive coordinators but could be. 54-year-old former offensive coordinator, current Dolphins quarterbacks coach and passing game coordinator, Daryl Bevel. And where is he now? Miami. Miami. Passing game coordinator. He washed out in Green Bay and it's Seattle. Yeah, and I think he had a brief stay in Detroit, did he not? He might have. Yeah. Yes, that is true. Yes. Probably not. I would not be interested. Me either. I would not. No, I would say no to, to Daryl Bevel. Uh, Marcus Brady, Eagles senior offensive assistant, is on the list here. He was the Colts offensive coordinator in 2022, but was fired after the 3-4-1 start in that season where Jim Irsay had Jeff Saturday coach the team. Uh, I don't know anything about him. I mean, outside of what you just told me. I wouldn't know yeah, Marcus know Brady from Bobby Brady. I, I have no idea. I don't know a lot about him either. I, I would immediately be concerned with anybody coming from the Eagles offensive staff this year. But, uh, but he produces he produces a good television show, though, for NBC Sports Chicago. That'd be Mark Brady. Huh? That'd be Mark, not Marcus. Huh? Same guy. Brother. Wow. He does a really Go good ahead. job on the Cubs games um, or the Sox games. <laughs> Uh, yes. I look again. I don't unlike you, Shay, and we disagree on this, and that's fine. I don't go. Well, that guy came from that team. He can't be any good. I don't buy that. He could be in the room pounding on Brian Johnson every day, going, "Hey, man, no, no, don't it's do fair. that. That's totally fair. We don't know. I, there's nothing to be, nothing ventured, nothing gained. Talk to everybody." All right, we just talked to Brian Callahan, the Bengals' offensive coordinator. He is not the play caller. That's Zach Taylor's job. But Brian Brian Callahan has been there for a while. He was McVay's quarterback's coach in 2018. Then he went to the Bengals. I mean, he's another Getsy hire. Well, uh, Bobby Sloak was a Getsy hire. He never called a play in his life. And guess what? Houston's rolling with a rookie quarterback. It doesn't matter to me if you've never called plays. He's been John Gruden's quarterback's coach. He's been Jim Caldwell's quarterback's coach. He's worked with Sean McVay. He's got experience with John Fox and Gary Kubiak. Yeah, he's been and, around and a Hoodie, lot. If, we, if we're going to talk to Eric Bieniemy, he's never called plays in his life till this year, and they all got fired because their offense was horrible. <laughs> so, well, well he's allergic Andy to was... calling runs. Well, well, somebody had to put that game plan together. I think when Andy was sleeping... That's what Eric, that's what Matt Nagy and uh, the enemy were doing. I mean, he was part of it. He might not have called the plays, but he get, did all the film work and put it all together for Andy. When Andy woke up, he, called, he had the plays ready for him. His sheet was ready and nice and laminated. Yeah, I got it all laminated for you, Coach. I was at FedEx Kinko's. <laughs> Here it is. But and it's funny. It's funny. I, I mentioned that Callahan as far as the head coaches too. Remember, I went to that list. Callahan was last on my list because of his experience. Yeah. Uh, look, if Eric Bieniemy is worth talking to, yeah, bring him in. Bring him in. I have a few Mike Shanahan, Gary Kubiak, and extended Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay tree options here in this list. Clint Kubiak, the current 49ers passing game coordinator, uh, was hired by his dad in 2016 and retained by Vance Joseph with the Broncos. He's currently with the Niners. Obviously, their passing offense with Purdy has been incredible. And he's from the right coaching tree. Yeah, I'd like someone from the Shanahan tree. Yeah. Yes. Yes. What about yes, Mike LaFleur? Same tree. Uh, absolutely would talk to him. But again, let's just understand something here. For all the Luke Getze haters, and he's gone, they call the same offense. It's the same exact offense. 
No, just, not Matt, Mike. No, I'm saying. Right, but you, yes. Matt and it's Luke very Getsy similar. from the same tree. So I, I would talk to Mike LaFleur. Absolutely. I would as well. All right, I'm going to get one more name because it is interesting. And a, a lot of callers have been bringing it up. The college connection. Mm-hmm. When you draft Caleb Williams, potentially, you get USC senior offensive analyst and quarterbacks coach and former Arizona Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, I would talk to him. Absolutely. Absolutely. Where's he been, Shay? Where's he been? He's with USC right now, senior offensive analyst and quarterbacks coach. Yeah. Is he on the, uh, I was going to say, is he on the sideline? I just haven't seen him. Maybe he's in a box. Is that fair? He's too attractive to be on the sideline. They don't want <laughs> They don't want him eating up camera time, so they hide him. Right. He's in a freezer. Want, they don't want Hollywood. What about, what about <laughs> Brian Greasy? <laughs> I'd be interested in Brian Greasy. Does Brian he want Greasy's to be a the quarterback coach somewhere. Yeah. Where Does, is Brian that's, Greasy? That's, re- that's remarkable. Yeah, he went from you know TV, blown out of Monday Night Football, and has... Been doing well, I think. As San Francisco, a, offensive mind. Yeah, yeah, he's the 49ers quarterback coach. Yeah, I would absolutely. And a former Bear. Yeah, I would talk to him. Sure, I would too. That's no. the list. That's all the names. All right. Uh, our friend Lee Allen is on the phone too, or, what, or I think he still is. He has a name that's interesting as well. We'll get to more of your calls. Carmen Yurk are en route. Bears are keeping Eberflus. They've whacked three of their. Offensive assistant coaches. Let's go to Lee Allen right now. Hey, Lee Allen, what's up, man? What's going on, Mr. Kaplan? What's going on there, Hoodie? What's up, brother? We're good. Hey, Hoodie, I want to say something first, man. You're doing a remarkable job with the music, man. I mean, when I'm sitting here listening to uh, the selections that you have going back to the 90s from the Dog Town or Warren G, That's I really all Jay Moore. That is all Jay oh, Moore. That's all, oh Jay Moore. Oh, my God. Oh, man, that's wonderful. Jay Moore, sorry, man, but it, it's just wonderful hearing that. It makes good. me Thank feel you, my age. It makes me feel my age. I don't really do sexy red. <laughs> Somebody do. Uh, but with that being said, gentlemen, I think good. what has happened is you're seeing a really, really fine attention to detail by our new uh, team president, uh, Kevin Warren. I think yesterday they did a very strong evaluation and gave everybody a fair chance to put out there what they needed to. And I think Getsy fell short of articulating why he fell short at, you know, maybe 25 or 30 plays. I think if you quantify it, if he could have 25 or 30 plays back, he may have been able to keep his job and may have potentially been a head coaching candidate in this cycle. Now, when we talk about potential candidates, we keep talking Lamar Jackson, and I think Lamar very well could win the Super Bowl, all right? If Lamar Jackson wins the Super Bowl, you're really stuck at that point if you're the Chicago Bears because you have that very same prototype in your garage. You mm-hmm. have the very same prototype. So you, you look at who's on that staff on Baltimore that was assembled. You're not going to get Mock, and he's not going to make a lateral move unless you had fired Eberflus. So you look on who's on that staff, and you say there's T. Martin on that staff quarterback that played at Tennessee after Peyton Manning, who did very well at USC, who would have all the background knowledge he would need to have on Caleb Williams. 
you're going to dangle whoever the next OC is. And I, I feel like it's the Godfather uh, when they were at the table and he said he thought it was Barzini and he did, uh, or Pataglia and it was Barzini. Whoever ends up being the next OC for the Bears is going to be the head coach in waiting. And you're going to give them the opportunity to evaluate your quarterback position so that they get to make the decision on keeping Justin or getting a new quarterback at the first pick or whoever they want in the draft because they would get to make that decision. If things fall short next year, uh, based upon Eberflus's leadership, you can get rid of Eberflus, promote your OC to head coach, you keep the continuity in the quarterback room, well, and, you, and you go from there. Well, let me ask you this, Lee Allen, because if I'm not mistaken, Cap, Lee Allen, you are, you are a big Getsy guy. Are you sad yes. this morning? No, I'm not. I'm not sad. I mean, it's, it's like, you know, I grew up in Chicago. There have probably been 25,000 murders in Chicago since I was 13. I probably knew 1% of those people. So it's not that issue. What I'm looking at is that Getsy didn't have answers and neither did Janoko. And I think that goes to the psychology of why Eberflus survived. Eberflus, I think, made the mistake that many people make when you get in your opportunity as a head coach. And I think he did a lot of favors hiring people for people that did favors for him coming up and coaching. I think that's why it didn't work out with the running backs coach. That's why it didn't work out with the defensive coordinator. And I think, you know, you you have to put the fire on the Eberflus now to say, hey, you really don't get to make this decision because you're here on the margin. And I think that's what you're going to dangle in front of the next OC is that they get to make the quarterback decision and they're going to be your head coach in waiting because this team is a playoff team, like Cap said. And like I said yesterday with my draft theory of trading back, if you can keep Justin, you can get a serious haul. And I think pass rushers make a lot of money too. And if we can get some young pass rushers uh, that can come in here and complement what's been done on that back end, that's why you keep Eberflus. Yeah, I just think you're not keeping Justin. I do not believe that. It's an evaluation. You're going to allow that next OC to come in and make that decision because that's their decision. You're going to empower leadership at that position, and you're going to empower somebody to make the very best decision that's going to be in their interest yeah. with the next OC. And, hey. whoever, and it could be Pep Hamilton. I think Pep Hamilton has to be on that list. Uh, I, I mentioned uh, T, T. Martin. The other person on that, on that roster who you got to look at is Willie Taggart. Willie Taggart is a head coach. Willie mm-hmm. Taggart has had produced a lot of good offenses, and if you allow yeah, him to you, come you in. Can't, you cannot get, uh, let's see, he, what is Pep Hamilton's title in, uh, where is he now? Houston? He was the He's OC. Not working. He He's not Houston, working. Which was He's on out. Pep Hamilton's list is, you're, you want him to evaluate the quarterback. I would pay Pep Hamilton a consultant fee just to evaluate this quarterback class. Yeah, he, uh, we got to roll, Lee Allen. Have a good day. Thank you, sir. And I'm sure that they'll have a number of people that will help them on this quarterback eval. They've got a big staff. Ryan Poles is going to make this decision, and I think he's going to pick a quarterback. I do, unless his deep dive tells him that's not the guy. But, but again, just to you know, bring it back to full circle, he's keeping Matt Eberflus, and, and he believes, and I guess the Bears believe that they are going to be able to be on the move, Cap, from three to wins to seven wins to the playoffs. And I, and I hope that that staff squad head coach, I hope that bears fruits. I hope the Bears are in the playoffs next year because if not, there's going to be a major problem. If they are anything less than the playoffs, again, Eberflus should not be here. So uh, let me ask you a question. If What if I told you – I don't know this. I'm just spitballing this out there. What if Poles truly wanted to make a change and George and Warren said no? 
Do you, do you know that? Is no, there, I'm text. No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying to you. I'm just yeah. spitballing here. I'm just asking that question. What if he said, "I want to take a swing at that"? Nope. We want to keep Eberflus. Well, then he got outvoted, and I, I could totally understand that. If it's just those three guys in the room that make the decision, and it's the owner and the president of football operations. Uh, hopefully, that if that's the case, hopefully it won't be such a tug of war that they can't come to common ground on some things. But if he got, if the GM got outvoted, I understand it. But it also would also tell me that Kevin Warren, what was reported about Kevin is that he does want to have more say in football decisions. And don't forget, wasn't it Courtney Shea who reported that it was not Poles' complete hire when he brought in Eberflus? That was George and Ted. That's that's been reported by a lot of people. Courtney was going with the, the info that was out there. So, again, maybe those people above him said, guess what? We are going to stick with what we got. Mm-hmm. So we'll you, and you can, but what you painted there, Cap, very well could have happened. If Warren does have more say, and again, you want the general manager to generally manage, but you know that there's a pecking order, right? It it is. Yeah, no question. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Let's grab uh, Kevin in Naperville. Hey, Kevin, what's up? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Good morning. Um, Good morning, Kev. I just, uh, it, I've been meaning to always call in to, to catch you guys in the morning. Uh, so I'm super excited to kind of run something by you guys since I know you guys have heard a lot of calls slash complaining from Bears fans regarding the team, regarding quarterback position. But hope, hopefully this is like a breath of fresh air. Um, for me specifically, I have a big issue with them bringing back Matt Eberflus because, in other words, it's like they they are giving him another shot to the point where it's almost like they just rehired him and giving him a, another shot to whether he is having full autonomy to hire his defensive coordinator or his offensive coach, I don't know. Clearly there's been callers who have said he picked the wrong guys because he wanted to do them favors. So that's already a knock on him already, just as a leader, as a coach, which we already know that, He's been knocked for his leadership, even though everyone apparently applauds him for the leadership of being able to pick up the nose of a of a plane that was going down very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes zero sense when polls advocated for him time and time again, even though he specifically said, I will remove all emotion when making these decisions. He had no problem doing that when he traded Roquan, Roquan Smith, which, of course, Makes sense. If you don't want to pay the guy, that's fine. But then you go out into the free agency market and then pay two linebackers big, big time money and, and you got, spend money there. And we got to roll. We appreciate the call, Kevin. And those two linebackers had really good years for yes. about maybe a click over what you'd have paid for one guy. Correct. Yeah, that's correct. All right, we along, gotta take, with, along with Sanborn and a nice unit. Oh, sure. We've got to take quick time nice out. Nice unit. Oh, we will huh? be right back on ESPN One Thousand. <laughs> 